Recent events and discussions in Romancelandia, and of course on the podcast, have brought up certain polarizing terms in our community. Jen and I thought that this would be a good time to sit down and have a think about these words, how they make us feel as romance readers and librarians and bookish professionals, and the impact they have on romance books. Hey there, romance nerds. I'm Jen. And I'm Jackie. We're two librarians from Nopal in upstate New York, and you're listening to Raging Romantics. In this podcast, we like to think a little too deeply about romance books. If you're into theory, history, and raging about romance landia, then you should stick around. Please be advised that some of the things we talk about may not be suitable for younger listeners. Content warnings for episodes are available in the show notes. Jen, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's rage! Hey, Jackie. Yes? What did one boat say to the other? What? Are you up for a little romance? (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) Because we're talking romance terms today. Yeah. And, you know, shipping is often a concern. So, row shipping is a a, a thinker. Very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. I like it. Thank you. Well, do we have anything to catch the folks up on? Yes, this is going to be a weird episode. Okay. Because we really needed to do something very quickly because I am leaving for a little bit. She will be back. Don't be afraid. I'll be back eventually, but I do have to go away for a little bit. We did not have a lot of time to throw something very formal (laughs) together. So Jackie had this idea. Hey, let's talk about some of these terms because I know I've had some thoughts. I don't want to say they're they're bad thoughts or good thoughts. They're just thoughts. Like, yeah, my brain is dumb and it just that's what it decides to think about and not, you know, something useful. Like, why is my roof leak? How can I get like debt paid off faster? (laughs) No, it's like, you know, what what is wrong with smut? Yeah, (laughs) that's what I think about at night because I'm dumb. So we'll see how this goes. Sorry in advance if it's a little rambly, if we're a little weird. I think it's going to go great, but that is me being very optimistic at the beginning this of the episode. This is not scripted at all. So we'll see how it we goes. We just have a random jumble of thoughts. Yes. So thank you so much to Northern Onondaga Public Library for letting us ramble in a dark library after hours. <laughs> really nice of you. And our opinions are our own. I feel like I need to stress that today. Uh, Mandy has no impact on what we are going to say. No, she's not a romance reader, yeah. as far as I know. But yeah, these are all our thoughts, our opinions. Feels like a safe uh, little disclaimer for this one. Rambles a la Jen mm-hmm. and Jackie, like 100%. And I kind of want to go into the same too. I don't necessarily want to make fun of anybody who uses these terms or feels a certain way about these terms. It, just again, for myself, I'm just thinking. Yeah. I feel, I don't really feel a certain way Mm -hmm. on really any of these except the one that we're going to talk about. Um, But I think that a lot of people do feel very strongly, as Mm -hmm. we saw in a recent episode, about some of the words that we use. Um, And again, this is not to harp on anybody, Mm -hmm. an individual, Mm -hmm. nobody. It's just words in the romance Mm -hmm. community that have really arisen of late. And those four words that we are going to be talking about today are- (laughs) <laughs> Smut, which is a big one. Let's do it. Spicy, which I didn't even know that was an issue. Like you're the one who gave me that one. It it's something that I've been seeing, and especially in terms of spicy YA. Okay, that's a big that issue. one. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna talk about spicy romanticy, which is a mm, new term. That was another one new to me. Um, and last but not least, alpha. <sighs> yeah. Because 
for reasons. Yeah. So we're going to dive right into it. And if you guys have any thoughts, feelings, opinions, mm-hmm. you should email us at ragingromantics at nopal.org. It's linked in the show notes mm-hmm. for you. So before we start off with smut, can I just be honest? Yeah. I forgot people didn't like the word smut. I forgot yeah. it was bad. <laughs> and I think that... <laughs> I forgot. That's... It's, what, uh, it's so we, stupid. Can, I do think it's a generational thing. Yeah. I think it's definitely generational. And it's so weird of me to forget because Moms for Liberty is going around constantly Ugh. saying, oh, all these books are smut. These books are pornographic, blah, blah, blah. I just forgot smut was negative. Yeah. But, you know, if somebody like outside of, of the in-group of romance lovers said smut, I probably would be, oh, wait a sec. Yeah. So I think I, I just forgot that that was a term people like to throw around. Yeah. And so just kind of to start so at dumb. the beginning, the word smut at its origins means Mm -hmm. dirty smutty meant dirty Mm -hmm. so there was this really quick connotation between romance novels sex novels and Mm -hmm. smut and of course i don't think it takes a great leap and bound for you to um imagine why dirty was connected with sexy books written and read by women Mm -hmm. um especially in the beginning days of romance however recently and i'm talking like maybe the past four five six ish years at a Mm -hmm. stretch smut has become something of kind of a calling card i feel like it's an affectionate pet name yeah like i mean i have uh bookish merch that i can't wear to the library but it says smut reader or i like smutty books Mm -hmm. and i have stickers that say smut on it and it's just like it's fun it's It's like a wink in joke it's cute exactly like like, uh, he's another romance reader smut lover wink but you do still see it used in a lot of the ways of people poking fun at romance and then you see people it's it is a polarizing term you see people on both sides of the Mm -hmm. aisle really like harping on each other for their opinions of mm. smut and what smut stands for Does that make i think sense? in the wrong hands or the wrong mouth <laughs> it is it's very dismissive of what the genre is yeah even i think authors who are really embracing it are like no yeah i'm writing smut i'm writing like great sex scenes i'm writing great romance whatever yada yada it's almost used like a word to attack them like it's not as worthy as other kinds of literature and things that they should be spending their time on yeah i like i used to hate the word smut back when I first started reading romance Mm -hmm. because there was this connotation in the media of smut was dirty, was bad, it was just sex. And romance novels are not, we should probably put a trigger warning on this one that it's not, it's NSFW probably. Don't listen to it out loud at work. Um, But it's, there was this connotation, I think when you and I first started reading romance that the sex books were dirty books. Mm -hmm. They were something that you should be ashamed of reading. They were something that you should not read out in the open. Um, when obviously romance books are not just yeah. sex books. We all we all are wise romance nerds. We mm-hmm. know that. So it feels like smut just became this like label mm-hmm. and it really added on to the I don't want to be seen in public with a romance mm-hmm. book because it's dirty. Does that make sense? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I understand too why people are so against smut in the romance community too. I mean, it has been used to attack people. Yeah. And it has been used to degrade the work, I think. I think it really does depend on just who's talking about it. Yeah. It's one of those terms, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like especially in the past few years, there's been a reclamation of the word mm-hmm. and of sexier romance books. I feel like that's because of TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way I was going to say the way that romance oh. blew up on social media <laughs> during the pandemic. But I think it's specifically TikTok because I not that I was so involved with like book talk or or bookstagram bookstagram that's the one or booktube not that i was so invested in that but it does feel like the rise of tiktok is when i started seeing more embrace of the word smut and like 
more smut merchandise yeah definitely for one thing 100 percent. like i remember having a conversation with nicole one of our old co-workers back mm-hmm. in probably like 2021 where she was just like ha-haing and she threw out the word smut and i got really like it is not mm-hmm. just smut it yep. is not just a smutty book and then as i was more chronically online <laughs> as we all know and as i kind of delved more deeply into romance landia as a librarian an author and a reader i realized that smut is a good term to use and i'm going to keep coming back to this with all these words for marketing mm. it is a really it's a calling card like i said it's yeah. a really easy way for authors to find their readers and for readers to find the books that they want to read mm-hmm. because sometimes you just want to read a sexy book yeah. and when somebody says a smut book it's smutty it has a lot of good yeah. smut you're like i know mm-hmm. this book is gonna send flushes all over my body it's like, gonna be a good book beverly lewis is not using smut no. to describe her books no no <laughs> ruby dixon is yeah <laughs> yeah and a lot of books I feel like get labeled as smut that I wouldn't necessarily mm. label smut. And I yeah. think that that is coming maybe from the naysayers or people who kind of lump all of romance together mm-hmm. when obviously right. we all know it exists on a spectrum, right? So mm-hmm. um, we we saw it recently within the past two weeks with Sarah J. Moss's newest book. And Vulture came out with this article of the mortal queen of fairy smut. Mm-hmm. And I had a very long discussion with a coworker. I've had multiple discussions with multiple coworkers, <laughs> including Jen and Thomas, about this article because I was like, well, first off, I vastly under- misunderstood one of the words mm-hmm. in the article. It's ironized. Okay. And I thought ironized meant like made of iron. Yeah. No, it's irony. Oh. It's I- like ironical, uh, but ironical is not a word. So ironized. Okay, so sure, I vastly whatever. misunderstood like part okay. of the article. So that like colored my opinion. But I had a this conversation with a coworker of how we how I approached my opinion of this article based on that title. Mm. I thought that the writer was like poking fun. That's true. And like everybody is automatically is so quick to label Akatar mm-hmm. as it's just yeah. fairy smut. Right. And it's first off, it's not fairy, they are fae. Mm-hmm. So get that right. And I think it's kind of like we get our hackles up about it. Well, because yeah, so often if a mainstream news article is talking about romance and they use the word smut, it's going to be... Yeah, they're laughing at it. Yeah. There was this really good article that I read from Book Riot, and I wanted to read this quote in regards to smut. Um, And it says, I get the sense that some readers take a quote-unquote guilty pleasure approach to reading romance. They don't want people thinking they actually like any of these books, so they dismiss them as smut. You can't denigrate me Mm. if I denigrate myself first. And I don't think that's necessarily the way we use smut anymore, but Mm -hmm. I definitely think that that was part of it in like maybe 2020, 2021. I can see that, like poking fun at yourself. Yeah. And then it just kind of grew to proportions Mm -hmm. unbeknownst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the only time I don't like smut being used is obviously if somebody does not want that word to be used to describe their book. And like I said before, anytime a book banner throws it around. Very rarely is smut used correctly i yeah. find too yeah. for people that take it negatively like most of the ya books they're screaming are smut or not smut yeah <laughs> they're just not well it's like to go back to akatar when they tried to ban um a court uh, i don't know it's the second one in the mm-hmm. series they tried to ban it and they use oh it's smut and yeah. i was like that's one of the least sexy books yeah. in the series so but to be fair it does get a little smutty yeah as it goes but it's on. also an adult book yeah it shouldn't be in ya no it's not ya it's, it's the only one i can't justify which we can have this discussion when we go on to our next term okay. about what what's the next term jackie spicy 
Oh yeah, okay. It's yeah, spicy. that one I was okay. Wow, what's wrong with spicy? So, um, I feel like I mean I like to use spicy again. It goes right. back to I like. I mean, to you've use said it since it. like the beginning. Yeah, it's an easy way to again categorize a certain um, aspect of romance books. Mm-hmm. Like if I say smut. I say spicy we know what's going to be in it we know what level of heat is going to be in it again Beverly Lewis is not writing spicy books maybe to some readers how many times their hands brush is spicy and hey that's totally that's you. true maybe it is on a spectrum for some people like maybe that butter churn can get spicy can get a little steamy you know you know you're in close you quarters know. your hands maybe move up and down the pole close enough to <laughs> to brush fingertips please don't do the gesture again <laughs> I'm just saying this to the right person. This is why we don't video our, our chats anymore. Oh, yeah, that would get bored. <laughs> but I feel like spicy now has gotten overused. Yeah. Everything is spicy. Mm-hmm. Everything has spice in it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, again, spice exists on a spectrum just yeah. like sex exists on a spectrum. Say that 10 times fast. That's really hard. There's a lot of X's in that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like romance exists on a spectrum. So yeah. I think that spicy – spice has gotten maybe a little bit out of proportion so where do you see spice used everywhere because i feel like for me i didn't necessarily see books described as spicy until i met you oh okay i don't know if it's maybe in a certain circle that people are doing this yeah i mean when you and i met you were the one who introduced me to ruby Ruby dixon Dixon, and that introduced me to kindle unlimited Mm -hmm. which then did introduce me i think to the spicier Mm -hmm. thing and i went back and i looked on google which is a beast in and of itself but i used the term spice spicy Mm -hmm. i was a librarian about it and i searched and i used uh, like uh key terms and phrases but basically trying to find when the first time something was tagged as spicy Mm -hmm. and it really came back to like the 20 teens in the wake of i think 50 shades and i think with indie publishing Mm -hmm. i kind of saw it trickling from like 2012 Mm -hmm. and then around 2016 2017 a lot more book lists started appearing using the word spicy um and in 2019 I couldn't so there's there is a there's a website called Publishers Marketplace mm-hmm. and this is where a lot of publishing um people live. It's agents, it's editors, yeah. it's executives, and a lot of authors and debut books or books are announced on there, not mm-hmm. just debut books. So I also went there and I searched for spice. And the first time I found it was twenty nineteen mm-hmm. with uh or yeah, twenty nineteen in a marketing plan used in the imprint huh. of Zebra. Do you remember Zebra? Zebra? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like the spite the spicier side, the hmm. more like they verged on erotica. Sometimes. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But after twenty twenty nineteen though. I know, right? Yeah. I thought it would have been earlier. But after twenty twenty and especially starting around twenty twenty two, the word spicy like blew up on everyone's page on Publishers Marketplace. And by then of course it was already huge on like yeah. social media. So does this is something like the readers kind of started and I guess the publishers picked up on Yeah, I think know. that's part of it too. Because like it's a cute term to use, I yeah. guess. If I like I'm trying to write like something for the library, like a book list or I don't know, something with a list of romance things. I might be like, ooh, spice up your life with these spicy reads. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like how many chili peppers like is this? Yeah. You know, I could see how it kind of started. Yeah. Um, I feel, okay, hang on. I need to collect my thoughts because okay. I had rambly thoughts. So I remember being 
in the dregs of book Twitter when I was first starting like my writing journey back in 2021, 2020, 2021, we'll say. And this was when I was seeing spicy used a lot by fellow authors to market mm-hmm. their books. Okay. And it was everything was spicy. It was a spicy retelling. It was spicy sports. It was a spicy LGBTQ. It was spicy. And then I saw the the red flag spicy YA Mm, which because to me I feel like too to use spicy it's because you don't want to say sexy yeah right so this is kind of like a gentler more like it's not going to get flagged thank you that's the word yeah Yeah, it's not something that's been blocked yeah so like I am very open as a romance reader but spicy YA is a little like eh. yeah like let's not play into moms for liberty's hands yeah please don't YA should not be spicy no no it's for teenagers yes exactly why is for teenagers young adults um i think that now i'm seeing it used and again i don't know if this is confirmation bias i'm seeing it used less than i was in 2020 20, mm-hmm. 2022 2023 i'm seeing um again smut use more i'm yeah. seeing um kind of that spectrum of romance kind of appear on all my feeds and algorithms mm-hmm. again and not everything is spicy i'm seeing kind of this resurgence too of closed door mm. or wholesome romances okay. i'm starting to see a lot as long as it's not clean yeah see if we if, oh we should have used we should have talked about clean I was let's talk s- about clean <laughs> you want to throw one in there yeah <laughs> we'll just gonna just what was I going to say? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I, I, I made you lose your thought. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to ask, just before we get into clean, because actually that is a good term, because I've i said before I have a problem with clean romance. Not the the concept that it exists, but the, the word. Term. Yeah, I don't like clean romance. But with the, the, the spicy thing, do you think, too, it's a, like, do the, the, the young kids, do they think it's dumb? Is that also why we're seeing it go away a little bit? You know, the whippersnappers, the Gen Zers. No. No, is it a millennial thing that I should get rid of, like, my side part and my, my skinny jeans? Hey, side parts are coming back. They better. I can't I, <laughs> I can't, can't do a middle up. part. Um, I – that is an excellent question, and I'm, like, running through mm-hmm. – like, I'm flipping through my For You page in my brain right yeah. now, right? And I can't – Because I'm wondering if some of this is just cringy now, and it's not yeah. necessarily – Because my question for you was going to be, like, who is having a problem with spicy? Is there somebody online being, like – no, I don't want spicy books. I want vanilla or plain books. Like, no. is is it just you haven't seen it as much, and that's the issue? I th- I don't think anybody necessarily has a problem with it. I've heard rumblings, and of course, with Moms for Liberty and everybody like well, that. Well, yeah, but They're I you- have never seen them use spicy. I have really. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They. Especially in online, again, in online spheres, they're okay. using the term as like a as a denigrating term. Okay. Really, um, and I, it just is one of those terms in romance that I think sometimes, like I said, gets overused, mm-hmm. and I think that we might need to look at how we use it, especially as bookish professionals when we talk about books is not everything is spicy let's talk about Mm -hmm. the range of spice that we can have and let's try to come up with maybe some new descriptors okay let's use smut on the very spicy end like this is smutty it's great so smut is like all the way at the end of the 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 chili so if we're looking at this in quarters Mm -hmm. right so i would say a zero a level zero that's going to be wholesome flower yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> yeah, flower. Level one is like white people spice. You know, yeah, okay. you know, it's mm. got some, some salt, some salt, some like graph terms, maybe a little paprika in there. Level two, you're starting to get up there. Maybe like a really good Mexican restaurant mm. where they have like lots of jalapenos mm. and everything, like a jalapeno margarita. Jen wouldn't understand the no, jalapeno margarita. Or drinking. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think you're very funny, but I can't picture saying to a patron, oh, this is white people spicy. I 
have said that to people. <laughs> oh God. But it's it's my fellow white people making fun of our lack of spice okay. that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so like that would be kind of like the less graphic sex, kind of like the maybe they use the P and C words, but not. Mm-hmm. Mandy's if she's listening to this is blushing so hard right now (laughs) but not like super graphic and then like three and four four being like the most graphic right Mm -hmm. that is like melt your face off spicy verging on erotica Mm -hmm. and level three I think is where a lot of the quote-unquote spicy and smutty books that I see existing especially in Mm -hmm. Kindle Unlimited so is this really a term you have a problem with not so much like the wider romance I don't have a problem with it or then a, a problem but like uh, a thought. I have a thought. Yeah, I've, thought. I've, I've, I've had thoughts about yeah. spicy for a while. Yeah, we were really struggling with adjectives for this episode, <laughs> romance nerds, because I don't. Again, I don't necessarily have a problem or con- or concern with these. I just I think too much. Yeah, like this is more. That's fun why we to started think the about. podcast because we think about <laughs> romance way too much. <laughs> yeah, it's not probably healthy, but oh well. Here yeah. I am. So to swing back around though to clean because I opposite did end of the spectrum the total opposite this end is of the spectrum flower. when we were talking about terms I totally forgot clean was a thing Same. at the moment which is dumb because I it does bother me it's not so much that I think people should not have romance or even stories in general that don't have things like sex or violence or cursing right I just don't necessarily like uh, the clean adjective the connotations yeah because it. it's saying oh well the book that does have these things is dirty yeah and i know we just affectionate we're like oh yeah smut is dirty books but again i think a lot of this has different intentions from people who are inside of the community versus who are outside of the community i don't necessarily need beverly lewis to lecture to me about like clean romance and why it's so much better than yeah no Nora roberts or like ruby dixon or something describe Nora Roberts as smutty at all. Well, I'm just saying in general, but I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that, like, Nora Roberts is very much not an Amish. Right. And she was groundbreaking for the, for the time. time. Nora, yeah. I'm still trying to get you on the podcast, woman. So, I've, at least for me, I actually, I don't mind wholesome. I feel like wholesome can also have its own kind of, like, connotations. I used, yeah. I feel like it's usually used in a way that where was, I cringe a little bit. I but it's okay. Honestly, Closed Door is probably my favorite. Yeah, I like Closed Door. Closed Door is really good. Um, I haven't honestly heard Wholesome used as much. It just popped in my brain because I mm-hmm. read an article today that was talking about the growth of Wholesome romances. And yeah. They were again. talking about some of the stuff, and I'm like, that's not necessarily Wholesome. wholesome. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were using Wholesome in that article, and I'll have it linked in the show notes, as a way of, like, feel good Mm. which yeah that is a definition of wholesome but i think as romance readers our idea of wholesome is different from feel good because sometimes i feel good after reading a dark romance yeah like i get the warm tingly Mm -hmm. feelings inside still Mm -hmm. and that is not wholesome at all (laughs) so wholesome i feel like is like vanilla ice cream yeah that's kind of like i feel like it's things as opposed to something wholesome to me is like a campfire Mm. it is warm and it's comfortable and it like gives me happy feelings. See, to me, that's the total opposite because I'm sitting there like, what if this wildfire gets out of control and then I set the, the woods on fire? No, that's smutty. <laughs> <laughs> I, closed door, like I said, closed door is good. Yeah. I think, too, we had a book club member once tell us uh, like fade to black. As fade a thing. to black. Yeah. I will say it still doesn't quite indicate that there's like no sex. There's no kind of romantic right overtures i've read so one of the best ones i've read that is a fade to black and literally a closed door Mm -hmm. is sorry bro by Mm -hmm. talene i can't remember your last name i'm so sorry but it is it's a really good romance book but this one if we're talking about some of the issues i have with spicy this one was marketed as spicy armenian romance right i remember it it is a closed door okay 
and which is fine yeah. obviously and there's like, like some kissing mm-hmm. and yeah it's not spicy i think we do need to have a definition for spicy because we definitely do have different ideas of spicy yeah maybe she means spicy just because it's like there the was, was so particularly like like was it particularly not dark? really no <laughs> and to go back to the hands on the butter churn right the mm-hmm. whole like and I'm not poking fun at this author. It's a beautiful book. Everybody should read it. So good. Um, but the spicy scene that was being marketed was a coffee pouring mm. scene. Because coffee is huge in Armenian yeah. culture. But it was, and it was like sexy. Mm-hmm. And she, the woman, it's also queer, by mm-hmm. the way. Love it. Sapphic. But the one love interest was like slowly pouring mm-hmm. coffee out of a carafe yeah. and like doing like the really cool. And the other woman was noticing like her chest and right. her arms and her hands. And she was really turned on mm-hmm. by this. I was like, yeah, that's sexy as heck better description for that would be like sensual sensual like i feel like that word isn't used as often as it should be yeah because you know what else it reminds me of it reminds me of that pride and prejudice hand flex (gasps) like every (sighs) i feel like every person who has ever loved pride and prejudice know exactly what like jackie just did she knows what that means i mean it was just in barbie basically like it's a i feel like there there are those moments in romance and romance novels where it's just very like Yes, it's sensual. It's sexy. There's something about it that, yeah. like, ra- to me, that's not necessarily spicy. No. I would not describe that hand flex as spicy. I would not describe that coffee pour probably as spicy. spicy. No. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know if. Sexy. Yes. Sensual. Yeah. Yes. Attractive. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we don't use hot anymore. Hot. Some- yeah. And, like, works with coffee. That's hot. <laughs> Paris Hilton's having a moment. It's yes, fine. she is. She is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and all I can think of right now is Bridgerton because I had a couple notes on like yeah. how this all kind of arose well, after think... Bridgerton, the TV show. I don't know. No, I it mean... didn't all arise, but I was seeing a lot of online spheres because, of course, Bridgerton, the TV show debuted Christmas 2020. Mm-hmm. So like in the midst of COVID, yeah. the pandemic, right? And it was, it's spicy. Yeah. It's a spicy TV show for sure. But it's I like, do think it's spicy in the terms of like a woman's gaze yes because yeah. remember just how lovingly they showed like simon rolling up his sleeves oh my God. or like simon licking that ice cream spoon oh my God, yeah like, <laughs> or like in season two where yeah. um um the older brother what's his name anthony 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 yeah where he climbs out it's not in the book but he climbs out of the water and his shirt is soaking wet mm-hmm. and oh my god yeah that's that's almost equal to the darcy hand flex mm-hmm. in my opinion like it's sexy mm-hmm. for sure but yeah Cool. It's not wholesome. I don't know. Is it wholesome? No, it's not wholesome. A wet it's feel good. A wet shirt is wholesome to you? <laughs> no, it's feel good. It's not wholesome. Well, there this we podcast go. is definitely not clean. <laughs> no. So I think out of all the terms, and I know it's kind of difficult to to talk about spicy, sensual, whatever. Clean. I will say clean is the one that I do not like, and yeah. I wish we would stop using. Yeah, uh, pick a different term for that one. Hundred percent. Yeah, that one. I'm just like, oh, this is gross. It just harkens back to the old days of romance. Yeah, where romance was something that you hid and were ashamed of. I don't even know if it was referring to like adult romance. I saw it always for teen. It was like a signifier to the parents to be oh, like, oh yeah, this you is could, clean. This is clean for your your child. Yeah. There's nothing bad in it. Yeah. And then later I did see it start getting referred to for adult romance as being like, oh, you can leave this book around your kids. Yeah. It's always kind of had like a protect the, the child sort of connotation. Because I've always seen it with Amish romance. That too, yeah. That's where I've seen it. I've seen but it in you're Christian in the children's fiction. sphere more yeah. than I am. So Christian fiction, it's in a lot too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think uh, a couple of times, too, there'll be, like, parent stuff of, like, oh, this is a safe book for your kid. Yeah, there's that one. Clean. There's the website, which it's a really good website mm-hmm. of, like, Common parents. Common sense. Common sense, yeah. yeah. And parents can put their ratings, yeah. and they'll put, like, the. That one I don't think uses clean, though. But I will, again, I, I see the parents in the comments just go, like, oh, it's a clean book. Don't worry. There's no cursing. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. I see it a lot, too, on Goodreads, and it's always in relation to, like, children. Yeah. Good point. Excellent point. Just a thought, so. Shall we move on? Yeah, because I this is another one I'm really curious by. Obviously, I am not in this sphere very yeah, often. I'm also not on TikTok or any of these other things. Jackie really like knows this stuff. I don't know. So I was surprised when you said romanticy was a was like a it's thoughtful a, word. It's a thoughtful word. Yes, a thoughtful, I, maybe not a concerning word, but thoughtful. I neither love nor hate this word. I okay. think it's just a good word. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good um, marketing term. Yeah. Again. Um, and romanticy arose in the past couple years and looking again at Publishers Marketplace, romanticy, mm-hmm. like there's the first romanticy book announcement I can see is 2022 and I don't really see anything earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and romanticy, of course, um, refers to romantic fantasy, fantasy romance, which has always been a thing, but romanticy as a term and as a genre heading itself, I've only really seen in the last year. And like I said, 2022. Yeah. Okay. Um, and even so much so that last year Goodreads had a romanticy award yeah, for the first time ever. I think when I saw it for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Like so it's like a new term. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is great because yeah. now I have a new word right i mean it, it is kind of just a mashup, a mashup of romantic yeah. fantasy but for me coming in totally blind having never heard of it before i'm like oh this says very clearly what, what this it thing is. is that's really yeah. nice and we can very easily yeah. start listing or i can very start mm-hmm. easily listing books that are under it but i was talking with my coworker again m shout out to m the other day and she was saying how she hates this term mm. and i was like oh you're the first person i've heard who says they hate it why do you hate it and she goes um she says that in her mind, fantasy and romance are almost always hand in hand, or at least in the books that she huh. prefers to read, which okay. I do have arguments against. But she made a really good point of a lot of the fantasy books that she and I grew up reading, like Tamora Pierce, right. um, always had romance elements yeah, but in it's it, not right? really a romance. Right. It's always it's a like a romantic fantasy, yeah. but fantasy with elements of romance. Like yes, it's but way it's more not... important for like the women in the stories to, yeah. to have like a coming of age story. Right. <laughs> and it's not necessarily a romance which is what we're seeing with books like Sarah J. Moss, mm-hmm. like Rebecca Yaros in Fourth Wing, like Jennifer Lynn Armentrout. Those are romanticies. Yeah. Um, and Em also really argued that she hates cutesy terms being okay. used because she thinks it almost infantilizes. She didn't use the word infantilize, okay. but that's kind of like what she was describing without saying it, mm-hmm. infantilizing I things. was wondering just to myself, I was thinking like I could see it maybe being like – separating romanticy from the rest of like the serious fantasy yeah the serious fantasy doesn't have this and right we've talked before we already know fantasy can have like a sexism problem yeah for a hundred percent um i would argue that romanticy is an excellent term just like smut just like spice just mm-hmm. like closed door where if somebody says i want a romanticy book i instantly know they might just want fey boning in a castle mm-hmm. right like that's what they want versus maybe they want a romantic fantasy. I'm going to go for something more like Juliette Merlier, mm-hmm. which is like this kind of gorgeous sweeping fantasy that still has a little bit of element of romance in it, but it's more the fantasy. And then if they're like, I want a fantasy, I'm like, okay, well, here is unfortunately George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. but here's a couple other, like I'll list some other good fantasy books. I can't think off the top of my head at the moment, but the Witcher, the wi- Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. One's not written by men. Mm-hmm. H.M. Long. There we go. That's Viking. Ro- that's Viking Marianne fantasy. Marianne Zimmer. 
Marion? Yeah. Marion Zimmer Bradley. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, See, I'm a good librarian. Yeah. I know stuff. Romanticy in my mind is a very good term. In my minds, in my mind, I only have one brain. I promise. Sometimes, sure. <laughs> um, I think that romanticity is a very good term because it helps separate out. Like I was just saying, this whole different genre of books, um, and fantasy has really seen an explosion in the adult reading sphere over the last ten, really even over the last five years. Um, fantasy, especially romantic fantasy, grew out of YA. I mean, it's always existed, yeah. but. In kind of modern sense, it's really grown out of YA. A lot mm-hmm. of really popular authors got their start in YA and kind of have grown into the adult sphere, like Jennifer Lynn Armentrout, like mm-hmm. Sarah J. Moss, like Rebecca. I don't know if Rebecca Yaros actually wrote YA. I know she wrote contemporary, and then she started going into fantasy. But regardless, um, where before the genre, fantasy in general was dominated by male writers. Of course, women and non-binary writers were in there, yeah. but they were, again, mostly in the YA and, like, the serious fantasy was written by men, right? It's very sexist. We all know this. Um, And I think we talked about this in our fantasy episode last year. And I am, again, I'm going to start off with Sarah J. Moss because I think she really typifies the romanticy genre. Mm -hmm. Um, She got her start in YA, and to this day her books are continuously shelved as YA despite the fact that they They are not. No, Throne of Glass is about the only one. I would argue even that series. At least the first couple. The first three are it. And then it's a seven-book series. The rest four, those are adult books. Like Mm -hmm. book four, the heroine is struggling with alcoholism and there's violence. And not to say that teen books can't have those same issues Mm -hmm. in them but I think that's a whole separate conversation for a whole separate day um Jennifer Lynn Armentrout also got her start in YA and then moved into the adult sphere Mm -hmm. with From Blood and Ash and a couple of her other titles which again people continue to shelve in YA because it has a fantasy heroine and werewolves but I think when people started talking about it in paranormal terms then it kind of got shifted into Mm -hmm. adult fantasy and now it's in the romanticy term um and I just feel like romanticy can be good because like I said it is this other genre but at the same time I can see where M is coming from that it is kind of a cutesy term yeah it's fair do you think it's a term that'll last even this year I think it'll last for a couple years because it is like hashtags for it here let me pull up so romanticy as a hashtag as of today has 200,000 hashtags on tiktok Mm -hmm. which if it's a term that's only really started being used in the last year that to me is pretty yeah that's 200,000 videos mm-hmm. that have used the hashtag romanticity, and that's just on TikTok. So I think that it is popular. I don't necessarily think it's going to last. Because I don't, like, no offense. I know you love fantasy romance, but it, yeah. it's not going to, I think we're going to, there's gonna, always trends. Yeah. And I, there's definitely trends. And I think right now it's a very hot trend because of really big titles we've seen over the last mm-hmm. two years and really big authors we've seen over the last two years. But I think that there's a lot of questions right now about quality. Yeah. Like, not, sometimes quality of writing but also like quality of printing and mm-hmm. authors and publishers jumping on these trends that's a big discussion right now mm-hmm. in fantasy but that world. was the whole discussion we had with fourth wing yeah fourth mm-hmm. wing and then red tower books which is the imprint yeah. of fourth wing actually has had further issues oh since we talked yeah wow they've had like four other books that mm-hmm. everybody's like this book sucks mm-hmm. why did it get published and it's all under romanticity right. so like red tower it's that that's their wheelhouse mm-hmm. right so i think it's gonna be something that won't last maybe five years watch me in five years come back and leave (laughs) jackie from the future (laughs) it's gone gone. um but yeah i think it's a good term it's a good marketing term Mm -hmm. it's a good 
book term, but maybe it is still good to just call a book romantic yeah. fantasy. I will wait and see. I For now, I like the term, but I could also see publishers trying to, like, figure out the next term by yeah. just mishmashing a bunch of genres and yeah. just seeing what works. And at that point, maybe I'll get a little annoyed. Let's let's mishmash the genre, Jen. What should we do? Contemporary romance, Koro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, we already have rom-com. That one's lasted since forever. Paristry. Paranormal mystery. Paristry. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's going to be the next one. I feel it. Paranormal is making a huge comeback right mm-hmm. now. 100%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. See, it's coming. Nice. I can nice. feel it. So, that brings us to the last. <sighs> and Jen's, uh, she doesn't really want to talk about this, but she wants to talk about this. Yeah, at the same time. I'm, like, very divided on it. Yeah. Because I, again, I'm going to repeating myself a lot by accident but I'm not necessarily I have a concern or a problem or I'm worried about this I just have a lot of thoughts <laughs> I don't <laughs> what I is this term Jen alpha okay okay let's start with why you like alpha I do like alphas I want to say that up front I alpha like alpha heroes, heroes. okay I like alpha heroes I this episode is a little hard too because I keep thinking I'm referring to Omegaverse. With yeah, that's what <laughs> my like brain. Hey, my Omegaverse is making its way into Trad Pub. I know. Oh, so. really? Bride by it? Allie Hazelwood. Oh. There's nodding in it. And so is uh, the fake mate by wow. La, 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 starts with an L, but the fake mate yeah. that just came out. Wow. Also, I like, think I, I'd have to go back and listen to my Omegaverse episode. I don't think I ever predicted this happening. I no, figured, no, it's going to be indie forever. There's no yeah, way I can do that. Yeah, but it's like. So Bride, I would say, is light Omegaverse because there's nodding and that's about it. And then it's got the werewolf aspect, which isn't really Omegaverse as we know. But then the fake mate has not only nodding, but it has slick and it has all of that in it. And it's just like, (laughs) I'm not going to describe these terms in the show notes. I appreciate that. Thank you. And please search them on not a work computer. Yes, that'd be great. And if you are our bosses... You did not hear us talk about that. Okay. But going back. Yeah. So to be very clear, I am talking about Alpha Heroes. That's the archetype archetype yeah. of how most romance authors kind of form their heroes around their male characters, specifically for heteronormative uh, romance books. And you can see it too in other, in like other kind of queer books. But I'm going to mostly talk about straight romances because that's just where I've seen kind of the alpha I'm going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Very, very popular in like the 1990s to 2000s, I think, is when we start to see the term used into the 2010s. Basically, it is a male hero who is very confident, competent, and caring in a way that's like provider-esque. Yeah. Very large, very in charge. Large and in charge. Yeah, that's just what I was thinking. I think too. And I think with dominant because they are very yeah. dominant usually, and that kind of lent itself into the BDSM tropes right. of the twenty teens. Mm-hmm. One where it's like, like Christian oh, yeah, Grey, your alpha dumb hero, yeah. male yeah. lead, and yeah. like this is kind of something that writers have been writing about forever. I want to say like it's yeah, like it's eighty five percent of romance, and so I grew up with this because again, I started romance way too young. I was totally fine with it. I knew exactly what other romance readers meant when they said, "Oh yeah, I love an alpha hero," or when I saw writers talk about crafting them and how they did it. I've started feeling a little differently. Okay. Not, not differently. I hate I hate the adjectives. Okay. Like, I can't pick a good adjective because it's not so much that I've been feeling some type of way. I've just been feeling because I, I think what I'm doing is I'm wrongly placing an alpha as just more of like a concern for how masculinity has been changing in the last yeah. couple of years. Nowadays, when I think of alpha, I think of Andrew Tate. 
Mm. You know, I think of like this manosphere that's kind of reclaimed it and has mm. turned it into something really negative and really gross for women. Yeah. And I kind of want to be like, no, that's our term. That's our in-group thing. Don't touch it. Go do your own gross thing over there where I can't hear about it. But unfortunately, it is very influential to a lot of young men today and young women, too, who are like kind of listening to this stuff and getting this kind of thoughts in mm-hmm. their head too i guess when they listen to podcasts that are not as cool as ours yeah um <laughs> have you heard or seen or read of these andrew tape andrew tate type of people mm-hmm. um getting a hold of romance books and thinking this i guess no not that part but i think because they, they like to refer themselves as alphas and high yeah. value men and i'm like that's not what an alpha is no i don't Nothing think they would deign to read a romance well they to wanted to, they would definitely probably make fun of yeah probably a woman's yeah. idea of an alpha i would say i did have um and like it is a little scary how influential they are i don't know it's just and, and now when i hear certain men describe themselves as alphas i cringe i'm like it's not what it is i know you know that's not what it is yeah like just the way they think it's more about oh you have a woman at home you take care of them in terms of like they don't have a career they don't have their own money they don't have that like, trad wife the trad wife thing yeah, yeah it's more what i'm associating with it's very now. like 1950s heteronormative yeah maybe that's the way i want to describe masculinity. it and, I'm, and it's hard to talk about because it's so wrapped up in political stuff that honestly i can't i just can't talk about it on the podcast like if the virginity thing was bad enough i can't talk about politics plus it's hard to, to like it can be hard to wrap your head around yeah i think especially talking about ideas of masculinity and you and i've talked about and we're going to eventually with thomas do Mm -hmm. an archetypes episode Episode. where we talk about masculine archetypes and the evolving like Mm -hmm. views of masculinity i think is going to be a very important episode and it's hard because you know we are okay i will say we are obviously progressive millennial readers like that comes across in our episodes and our thoughts and all of that there's definitely a part of romance that's not like that yeah i want to say their alphas edge more into like the term called alpha hole Yes, I love are, that term so where much. They're like way too controlling. They're way too awful. They're, they don't necessarily have like the heroine's best interest at heart. They might have their own interest yeah. at heart. So at least for me, I still, I like alphas. I promise it is. I just wonder sometimes if there isn't a better term. Because I feel like too, the alpha is in some ways it's so limiting. Mm. And in some, I mean, in some ways it, it can explain exactly what the hero is. But then I've seen other aspects of what i like in an alpha and a hero that you might not define as alpha yeah you know it's just it feels like it's something that's shifting and changing i'm curious to see where we end up in in 10 years the further along we go that's a good point Mm -hmm. i also wonder too because we talked about how this term came from omegaverse right which is was influenced by so-called wolf dynamics which wolf pack dynamics, which has been proved untrue <laughs> so alpha in and of itself is not, not even a valid term right. going back to its origins anymore mm-hmm. so yeah it'll be interesting to see i was running through my brain i was like well what terms could we use to describe this hero mm-hmm. and i was like well we could use mask because yeah. you know in the lesbian community and the queer community we use mask a lot mm-hmm. and i was like mm, that might be too gendered still what is something else that we could use in in charge dominant yeah i think dominant I, is still good for myself the best kind of alpha is like a jason momoa yeah who he is again Ugh. hollywood pers- Love him. perception of him maybe he's a terrible person behind the camera i don't know but for everybody seems to love him so I mean, I that's what not. i'm really hoping i would be crushed if he turned out to be a jerk or something yeah. but not only is he yeah large in charge super competent like very generous he seems like he takes care of people i love that he is so confident he will do things like wear pink 
and like wears scrunchies and, and it's not i feel like <laughs> other people's nails and it depends because i know other people are like oh they're feminizing and blah 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 but to me that says he's so confident in his masculinity that he's not scared to do something that's like traditionally feminine quote yeah. unquote he's not it's not anything he makes fun of or disrespects he wants to wear pink so he wears pink yeah i find that just like an incredibly attractive i wish more 100%. men were like that as yeah. opposed to like if i wear pink it makes me gay or girly or or things like that i think that does go back to you know kind of a shifting ideas of yeah. masculinity as a as a nation mm-hmm. and as a community and i would be interested if we have i know we have listeners in other countries if you could write in and let us know what you think of the term alpha what you think mm-hmm. of like because we jen and i obviously were raised in america so we have very like western american yeah. mindsets about gender roles and those how those gender mm-hmm. roles are portrayed in our romance books so it's just i mean obviously we all unfortunately live under a patriarchy yeah. no matter where we are we are under a patriarchy so it'd just be interesting to see like other countries other viewpoints to what what they have I think really what's happening is I've been reading a lot of research and obviously I do exist online too. Not as much as Jackie, but I'm online. But there is a lot of spheres. Yeah, in different spheres. There is a lot of research that there's an increasing number of young men going conservative and then women are going like the exact opposite direction, progressive. So I just, I think I'm wrongly scared about alphas when I should just be scared about society in general, if that makes sense. Yeah. So instead, you guys get to listen to a 15-minute ramble because I don't want to read anything. That was only 10 minutes. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, so not good. too bad. You're good. It's, but it's hard to talk about because there is, again, there's just so much. There's a stigma. There's a stigma. There's political stuff wrapped up in it. There's a lot of real-life society stuff wrapped up in it. And I haven't seen a lot of conversations about it in romance. I have noticed the term used less. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I think the 2000s, 2010s was really when an author would come out and be like, oh, yeah, all my heroes are alphas. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. And like there you can still see aspects of the alpha in heroes today. I just don't necessarily see the the term being applied. Right. I see a lot more cinnamon rolls than I see yeah. alphas. Or or like it's like a com- like a combination. You take like the best part of the alpha. Yeah. And maybe like you just don't make it like a 1990s alpha. Yeah. I used to, like they go I to recently work. used the word simp for a romance hero. Mm-hmm. Like he's a simp, but he's yeah. a, I'm going to owe you a quarter. He's an asshole, but he's a simp. Okay. And I was like, that might be the best description for a romance hero mm-hmm. I can think of. Cause immediately he's painted in my brain. Yeah. I love it mm-hmm. so much. And I kind of, I know again, that's another term that, uh, all the men's rights activists simp. do not like simp, but I'm like, yeah, if I could find a simp. I, don't, I honestly don't even know what it's short for. I just know like what it well, evokes. Yeah. I, well, I know where the term's from, from BDSM. Oh, yeah. what's the stand for? Do you want to Google it? Really? Oh, I don't uh, want to okay. say it on the podcast. Google it. Oh, man. You're on your webs. You have your own laptop today. A silly or foolish person. Well, that. No, it's the. Showing excessive. Symp- oh, sympathy. Simp for sympathy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it's used to. Oh, okay. It was like used in Pulp Fiction. That was the. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then there's an it's, article it's... from 2021 with yeah. CNN. Simp, the slang teenagers use to insult boys. Right. It's like you love your girlfriend too much, oh. basically. Or it's like you're too devoted. You like her too much. You're too devoted. You're too, like. That's not bad. <laughs> That's good. Like, I don't know. Again, we're women talking. We identify as women and we're women talking about this. So it's like. I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, to us, it's great. If you ask Andrew Tate, that's why I get nervous about all this okay, stuff. Fair. And I think it's just. I think eventually we will need to sit down and do a more formal episode. I've just been thinking about this like all month yeah. about it. And I'm trying to get my thoughts in a coherent 
kind of order and i'm trying to, to pinpoint exactly what i'm bothered by exactly much what about i this like podcast was coherent <laughs> that's true nothing was coherent today thank you again for the idea so i could just quickly ramble into a microphone and then leave like in a couple of days um i don't know does it does any of this bother you is it just me i think i i got bothered by certain discussions we've had recently mm. when people were describing how they view alphas in like both work and podcast and mm-hmm. outside in romance communities, I've heard it used in ways that have bothered me. And again, it comes back to like very traditional ideas of masculinity, yeah. which I am very bothered by. Um, but I also don't mind a hero being described as alpha yeah. if it is used appropriately. Right. Which like, is a very personal idea to me, I yeah. guess. Well, you know, like if you say, oh, hey, Jen, you like this character is super at alpha. Like, I'll get what that means. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah. If Andrew Tate's like, oh, you like this character, Jen. He's an alpha. <laughs> Thank God you know, he doesn't know I exist. If say his name one more time, I think we're going to summon him. So <laughs> <laughs> He's like in Romania. He's fine. He's away. <laughs> so maybe his fanboys because his fanboys are scary. Okay. Well, we'll cut that out. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, yeah, you had a lot of thoughts about this. I had a lot of thought about other stuff. And it's hard because and... if this was a totally, if this wasn't a work podcast, I could say a lot more. Yeah. I think for me now, what I want to say is along with the kind of the traditional aspects of being an alpha with, again, the large in charge, competent, bo- a little bossy, a little bossy, fine. I think there's another important aspect of where they like take care of people. They're so confident, like masculinity, little things kind of roll off their back. They, they don't have to be like you know they're not it's not that they're sca- not scared to look feminine they're just they're so confident and cool with themselves so, like jason momoa yeah. scrunchy comes up scrunchy comes up whatever <gasps> we can cut, start calling them scrunchies <laughs> maybe not no. i have another term we could use oh, it is appropriate oh. pater it is so that is latin okay. it means father <laughs> but also there is the idea of pater familias mm-hmm. which is very bad pronunciation yeah. i apologize but it's this idea of like it means the father of the family right mm-hmm. but it's also this idea of like the central male figure that is the glue that kind of like mm. binds everybody together okay. and he's a shoulder to cry on but he's also strong and domineering and he okay. can also provide and then also at the, which is in itself a loaded term right, provide. provide but like in the sense of like he can monetarily and he can also like be there to emotionally Mm -hmm. support everybody but then also the romans contrary to a lot of people's beliefs were extremely gender fluid right and a lot of things and so men traditionally like we would look back on it with today's views of like masculinity and we'd be like oh that's very feminine Mm -hmm. of them to like be dressing like that or to be gilded like that and like queer sex was totally chill mm-hmm. for a lot of roman society oh, yeah. <laughs> and pater familias kind of like embodied all that and yes this is where we get the patriarchy from and it's kind of like the origins rumbling mm-hmm. through it but pater and also <laughs> it's father and it could lend itself to the other, other side things. of the spectrum yeah, we're not talking about either. <laughs> so maybe i should start mm-hmm. trying to make pater catch on there you go maybe i don't know I really don't know. This is why I was scared of this part of the podcast because I knew it was going to be a lot of, I don't know. This is just what I am thinking and feeling. If you want to let us know at ragingromantics at noble.org, if I am uh, on to something or if I'm ridiculous and insensitive, let me know. 
can I end the podcast with some really fun romance stats? Yeah, sure. So I didn't know where to fit this in, but I was reading this article from Financial Times about romance. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. So we all know that during COVID, sales of romance like increased greatly. So sales of romance grew more than 50% in the year up to May 2022 and 32% in 2021. Wow. In 2023, U.S. booksellers have sold 11% more romantic fiction um, and UK growth is up to 20% for mm-hmm. the same year. Um, and then to, of course, go back to Sarah J. Moss, mm-hmm. um, her sales jumped 51% in 2023. And it's largely credited Bloomsbury, who is her imprint, with a 15% increase in total revenue. Wow. They're a huge publishing house and That's have romanticy fey romance like fey smut be 15 percent increase of the revenue i was like well that is yeah, that's crazy um and then also like romance readers um are getting younger and younger and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing right now um it's showing most readers in the u.s are under the age of 34 whereas traditionally okay. uh, the rwa put them between 35 and 39 wow okay that's cool so yeah and to end with a good quote romance is no longer a guilty pleasure it's just a pleasure Ooh, right okay. i thought that was a good one i hope this podcast was a pleasure because i don't know <laughs> if you like listening to our voices you had a good time if not then hopefully it might have been painful sorry go back to krampus krampus was fun i shot jackie with rubber bands <laughs> all right well any oh uh what are you reading now absolutely nothing okay we right. have read. a lot of stuff going on what did i read i god Verity might have been a lot no 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 wait wait wait. i finished i finished um i say cosby's blacktop wasteland Ooh. i finished that one it was really cool it was about a uh like a robbery getaway driver who has to go back into the life because he is rapidly losing money and so has like baby driver i didn't watch the movie so okay. i can't say to speak to that but it was it, it was one of his first books so it's not as polished as the newer stuff but it's still really gripping and you wanted to find out what happened Okay. So all right. I read it while I bought a car. It felt very on point. So I have discovered she's new to me, a mm-hmm. new author that I think everybody should read. Um, Emma Ham. Her last name has two M's in it, so Emma Ham with two M's. She writes monster romance, mm-hmm. but she, her books are amazing. So the most recent one I read was Whispers of the Deep, which mm-hmm. is a mermaid romance, merman romance. Excuse me. And it's almost steampunk. Okay. So humans live underwater in domes and like it's a stratified society. And the mer people are angry because obviously humans have like ruined the ocean environment, but mm-hmm. humans can't live above ground because we've damaged that atmosphere too. <laughs> um, and so the hero of the story kidnaps the heroine and he like keeps her underwater. Oh, okay. And it was just so good. That's and fun. yes, obviously, it was fun to read the spicy yeah. scenes in that one because mm-hmm. all that. But then I'm reading right now, she has a whole series that's about the seven deadly sins. Oh, nice. And okay. they all live in like these fantasy kingdoms mm-hmm. on different clouds. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading Lust right now, which is cool. really good. Awesome. So, yeah. Is it Kindle Unlimited or are you buying it? It's Kindle Unlimited. Oh, okay. There you go. You got to go out and get that one. Also, the covers are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I think she might design some of her own covers. Oh, that's cool. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I haven't like looked fully into it. I'll cut this out if that's not the case. Um, but they are just, like, absolutely beautiful. Here, I'll pull up so you can see. Like, the cover of this was 100% why I originally Oh, that's pretty. I saw that on your Goodreads. Okay. Right? That's yeah. nice. I saw it, like, float really around cool. in my mm-hmm. Kindle suggestions. And then yeah. I saw somebody on TikTok. And I was like, that cover is really pretty. It is Merman. It's and like I'm in a reading slump. So let's do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, so. that was beautiful. Thank you. And that kind of wraps it up. And 
this is Jen's last episode for a little, a little bit. bit. Not for too long. Yeah, knock we'll on wood. Um, but Thomas is going to be joining me. Yeah, so it'll be and fun. What are you guys talking about with Thomas without me? We honestly don't know. <laughs> it might be Hallmark. It might be some archetypes. It might be romance writing and publishing. Mm-hmm. We're throwing a lot, around a lot of ideas. Okay. Well, so. I wish you all the best. Thanks. I will be back at some point we'll in my life. We'll miss you. Everybody should write to us at writingromanticsatnopal.org to wish Jen good luck with everything that she's doing. Yeah. And with her new car. Uh, did you figure out carplay yet no no (laughs) it's true no my last one was in 2013 oh i don't know how to do the buttons i have to like (laughs) i can't get the key out of it because i have to do like a push in because it's like a medicine lid it's so stupid it's child proof (laughs) (sighs) anyways i am a child at heart so perfect (laughs) jen that brings us to what do we always say great john bye guys is thomas gonna do that I'm going to make him. Okay. Should we do like improv <laughs> stretches? Maybe. Maybe we should do that before we start. Ma, this thing. Ma. That was I, weird. Like, sat too long. Sitting too long at the library. If I, like, if I don't get up, like, I do get stuck. Oh, there's an origami thingy on top of it. Yeah, they did an origami thing. Oh, oh my Christ. God. Sorry. I'm awake. You know what? Wait a minute. Wait, like. Erin's <laughs> watching the cameras right now being like, what the hell are these two weirdos doing? She's running. Are you awake? I'm energized. I don't think I've ever seen you run. I don't like running. I know you don't. I saw the uh, it's all just my feet that like pump and move. Tell me about it. It's wrapped and strapped on my runs. (sighs) Okay. Okay, are we ready? Sure. All right, cool.